As the sun sets over the 2021-22 season, the league's wrap-up and cup finals are played, we reflect, absorb and analyse what has been a monumentous season. But with every sunset comes a sunrise. As the clock ticks on, we shall turn our attention towards next season with analysis of future transfers. All this and more on this episode of The Pitch Sider. Uh, with me, with always, is Joseph Keane. How are Hello. you? Hello. Yeah, very well, thank you. You? Yeah, good. Had a good week? Yeah, it's been busy, especially in the football scene. Um, mm. Been posting on the Instagram, as people have been seeing and liking, so it's always good. Yes, go check that out, people, if you haven't already. And also, we've got a special guest, sort of a late announcement. It's Aaron Gummer, our favourite guest. Hello, hello. Oh. I, can't, I can't say you're your favourite, actually. Oh, too late now. It's on the record. One of our favourites. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, gl- I'm glad to I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be back. Last time I was here, you rebranded the entire podcast, so hopefully, is this the first my time back is, on is slightly is slightly less this time. That it does not require a full rebrand to undo the damage. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next episode. Yes. <laughs> Let's jump straight in to the news. Uh, it's been a big week for football in general, with Jake Daniels coming out. Although. If you don't know football, you might not really think it's a significant moment, but it really is. It's been over 30 years since the last openly gay player has been playing in the Premier, uh, not Premier League, the top four divisions of English football. The last player was Justin Fashnell, who sort of had a tragic end. Um, we won't really go into that story, but it's very monumentous. And the great thing is there's been a lot of support from clubs and players on Twitter, um, showing their support for him. Any thoughts, boys? No, yeah, terrific bravery and and the moment for him to do that. And it is it is still a big story. I have thought there was some reaction saying why is this even a story, but it is a big story and it is very important. You know, we are three straight men, so obviously perhaps it doesn't have the impact for us. But for those who are, you know, who are LGBT, it is is important. You know, representation mm. does matter. And although he's still, what is he, 17, 18? He only made his debut a week ago. Yeah, so he's still, you know, very early in his career. And hopefully now, um, the hope is that all judgments on him are based on his footballing ability. And there is no, I don't know, bigotry based, well, there probably will be, unfortunately, but there's no bigotry based towards him. There's been a lot of support, but you know what football fans are like from the stadium in the stands. Absolutely. But who well, knows? But I'll try to remain positive and it's a great step and well credit to him and hopefully it leads to you know, other players feeling feeling confident or if it's a young kid out there who feels like he can't or she can't be a footballer because of their sexual orientation, hopefully seeing him come out and, and play every week for for Blackpool will, you know, make them realise it is a opportunity for them. Absolutely. Well said. Other news as well, Marco Rosa. Borussia Dortmund has been sacked after one season in charge. It hasn't been the most successful uh, season for Dortmund. They were knocked out of the, the Champions League and the Europa League. And uh, they were knocked out of the German Cup by second tier St. Pauli. So not great for them, for Marco Rosa. I'm not sure they've announced who their, their manager for next season will be. With the exit of uh, Erling Haaland, it's going to be uh, a big window in terms of trying to find a replacement. It's going to be a big job for whoever comes into that that position. They've already got Adi Amy in, haven't they? Or on the verge yeah, actually, of... that's a good point. Yeah, they, I think they've actually signed Adi Amy from oh, Salzburg. Okay. Um, so I guess he was the Haaland replacement. As for the Rosa, I mean, he didn't do a great job, did he, Marco Rosa? Well, he did have. He was unlucky with injuries, I suppose. 
Yeah, Holland Holland was missing for a lot of the season. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But even you know that aside, he didn't do a, a fantastic job. He was in charge of forty-seven games, won twenty-seven, and lost sixteen. Not, yeah, not really what you want to. You know, Dortmund no. wanted to go for the title this season, but as they do, you know. Well, they had seasons, the, but the team to do it, really. They did, but not was not to be. No, unfortunately not. Adi Amy does seem like a good signing, though. He's done really well at Salzburg. And no, he had a great Champions 20. League. He did, yeah, indeed. And I'm sure he'll make a good impact at Dortmund. Yeah, like and then get sold to one of the bigger clubs <laughs> in about three, four years. <laughs> Absolutely. Other news, Aubameyang retires from international football. Uh, not really that big of a deal. Um, he's 32, I believe, now. Uh, he's waving goodbye to Gabon. Definitely their best player in history. It's, it's hard to argue that. But he's probably focusing more on his, his club career at the moment. Doing a lot uh, Barcelona, isn't he? He is, actually. Yeah. He's um, especially in the Europa League. Or was. Wasn't he sent player. home from AFCON? Yeah, he was. I think he got COVID. Yeah, but then they emerged that he hadn't or something. There was something weird about that. I remember saying, I think he's, yeah, maybe had a falling out with the, the national team anyway. So, no great surprise. And, I don't think, yeah, no no great impacts, really. I don't think Gabon were going to do much with or without Aubameyang. No, no, their team is definitely not the best. Although they have Didier Ndong, former Sunderland player. Well, that makes much of a difference. In other news, uh, US soccer has reached an agreement with its men's and women's national teams that will say it will achieve equal play, equal pay rather, between the two sides. Um, I know they've been trying to achieve that for a while, the women's team. So it's good to see, although you can still make an argument that the men's teams will bring in more money. Perhaps less so... Uh, less so in the States, I think, isn't it? It's yeah, the opposite, yeah. I think. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of support for, for women's football over there. Yeah. Particularly but I think the, it is good league. news as well. The, you know, you want to place women's football up, it does need, you know, the men's football has, what, a 100-year advantage, basically, on women's football. So yeah, you do need to, I suppose, artificially give it a leg up and more money is the way to do it. So hopefully other countries will follow suit. And then, you know, more good football is never a bad thing. And if we have an entire, you know, set of new women's football that's even better, then that's all good for us fans. And just to touch yeah. on women's football really quickly, uh, the Champions League final was played out and Barcelona women lost to Leon women three goals to one. Uh, so congratulations, Leon, uh, who are quite a dominant team in, in Europe. From like seven out of the last eight or something. I think Barcelona are the only six other and seven. Team. Six yeah. and seven, yeah. Yeah. Frightening. They're sort of the um the Real Madrid sort of Leon or the Glasgow era, just signing mm. all the best players, but still it's a good achievement. Uh well done to them. But let's move on to the big game that's happened this week, or one of them at least, is the Europa League final. Did you boys watch this? I did watch this. Yeah, I did as well. It was a cracking game of football. Yeah, Eintracht Frankfurt against Rangers. Two underdogs, you could call them, uh, facing off in the Europa League final. One of the first times they've been in there for a long, long time. And just generally, the game was quite well matched, actually. Both teams were, I think, evenly balanced for the majority of it. They both had opportunities and chances. And uh, it finished one all. Uh, after 120 minutes of, of regular and extra time. And then it went to, to penalties in which Frankfurt won 5-4. All the uh, Frankfurt penalties were absolutely phenomenal. So it's kind of a tough one for Rangers to take, but definitely bring on Aaron Ramsey for the last couple of minutes 
does not seem to be the the right decision. Would you guys think? Uh, hindsight is of course twenty twenty. It <laughs> yeah. does appear yes to be to be the wrong decision. I mean, he hasn't played a lot of football in recent times. You know, no. Rangers fans will say he's not been a great signing in reality. Whereas on paper, obviously, he was you know arguably their biggest signing in a very long time. Yeah, it's, he hasn't got much legs at but the it, moment. It hasn't quite worked out. But on the game itself, it was a very close game, very even game. I think maybe Frankfurt just about edge it on the balance of play, but it's very marginal. And Rangers had that massive chance in extra time. Yeah, Ryan Kent he, threw know, a Great goal. save by Kevin Trapp. But he's, I mean, he's got to score. He's just got to score that goal, really. Mm. But, yeah, on such fine margins. And fair play to Frankfurt, you know, deserved winners and... A good story for them as well, you know, a lot of the focus was obviously in this country on Rangers. Hmm. But, you know, it's just as much of a fairy tale for Frankfurt, really, isn't Absolutely. it, Rangers? Absolutely. Frankfurt are an incredibly historic team in Germany, and um, for them to, to achieve that is phenomenal. But just to touch on, on Rangers one more time, uh, I, I thought Calvin Bassey was phenomenal in the game. The Nigerian centre-half slash left-back, they signed him from Leicester from the under-23s team a few years ago and he's shot up and I really think he can make a good impression in the Premier League if he one day decides to go there. Also, McGregor in goal, 40 years old for Rangers. That was his 445th appearance, penultimate game. Who knows what his future is going to be. Uh, Rangers did play in the Scottish Cup final against Hearts and, and they won 2-0 uh, on the, the weekend. So at least they, they finished their season with some silverware. Um, so they can't be too disappointed. And to get to a major uh, European final, well done to them. And now it's the Premier League time. This is the the penultimate, actually, the, the final game of the season, I should say. It's uh, the biggest in a long time in terms of stature, of who can win it, the fight uh, to the last games. It's... Uh, it's magnificent. Anyway, Joe, you can do a quick roundup for us. Yeah, so we had every team in action today, um, starting with Arsenal won five nil, five one, sorry, over Everton. Leeds won a big game there, two one against Brentford, which secures their survival in the Premier League. Uh, Brighton won three one against West Ham. Newcastle is two one against Burnley, which sees them get relegated. Chelsea won 2-1 uh, against Watford. Palace beat Man United 1-0. Leicester City what Leicester City was 4-1 against Southampton. Liverpool got a 3-1 victory over Wolves after Wolves scoring early. Man City came back from a 2-0 deficit to beat Aston Villa 3-2, which wins them the Premier League, and Tottenham get Champions League football with their 5-0 victory over Norwich City. Yep, what a game, what a day of football. What are your thoughts, Aaron, what do you think? No, yeah, very, very entertaining day. Watched it all on on Soccer Saturday, which I rarely watch, but did on this occasion, just so all I could keep ghosts. track of of everything that was going on. And it was it was pretty exciting, you know, there was a lot there was some twists and turns. City going 2-0 down was not, you know... Shock. Absolutely shock. I didn't have that in my script. Um, and I don't think even most Liverpool fans would have had them going 2-0 down. But Gerard, Gerard did wonders. Oh, there it was. He Miller. did do his best attempt. But fortunately, City, you know, not quite replicated that, that QPR game from about 10 years ago. But 
Close though. In terms of the timing, but they did their best impression. Gundogan getting, you know, two goals. What was it? I think it was three goals in five minutes, wasn't it, by City? Gundogan yeah. Two of them. And then, um, Astonishing. They turned it around and got them in the league. I mean, you know, fair play to, to Liverpool. They, you know, they gave a best account. They brought it right down to the end, and you can't take anything away from them, really. But the league table doesn't lie, and City are deserved winners of the league, you'd have to mm. say. And that's yeah. fair play to them. Uh, I don't, yeah, I think. It's the fourth winning was four and five seasons for Pep. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think I don't know, I'm Go hoping ahead. that other teams next season will will challenge them more because you don't want to see unless you're a City fan, obviously, you don't want to see the same team win it every season, which is sort of starting to happen now with City. They've sort of got a bit of a stranglehold on the Premier League. So hopefully mm-hmm. next season we can see. Well, I don't know what's going to happen with Chelsea and. You'll see United are going to have a massive rebuild, but Spurs no question marks. Spurs could. Uh, it's unlikely, but with Antonio Conte, who's you know a serial winner, they could they could potentially do something. Liverpool, you'd expect to be up there if they if they win, they can secure Salah down for another few years contract. But mm-hmm. at the moment, well, it looks like it's it's. I mean, it's they might as well put City's name on the trophy next season with the signing of Haaland yeah. as well. But yeah, uh, fair play to City. Well done to them. The pitch invasion. I mean, I don't know what your guys' view on pitch invasions are, but recently they've been a bit It is sort sour. of a recent thing, hasn't it? Yeah, they've in... been turned very sour recently. And this one doesn't look like anyone's gone hurt, but they did destroy the goal. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, just enjoy it from the stands. I don't think you need to run on the pitch personally. But no, it's just no, me. I, I don't I'm agree with it. But I don't know, if, if I was a fan, I'd probably run on the field, not going to lie. Probably, in the emotion of your moment, yeah. but um, And that's fair enough. If you want on the pitch and you just want to, you know, Take a selfie, enjoy the moment, cheer on your team. That's all fine. But if you're gonna like, I don't know, we've seen what's happened with people who've run up into the opposition and you know literally attack them in some cases. That's yeah, not on. Absolutely. Um, one point in it though. At the end of the day, uh, City beating Liverpool to to pit them to the title. It was always going to be um, City in the sort of driving seat. If they were able to win, then they would secure secure the the title, and they did that. In probably the most craziest games that we've seen um, City play in a long time. Uh, but throughout the whole league, there's been great games. Arsenal dominant performance against Everton. Uh, I could see Donny van der Beek scoring the only goal. Maybe he's got a future at United next season. Um, Tottenham uh, destroying Norwich, who are already you know down and out. But is that a joint? Is it a joint uh, Golden Boot or did Salah win it? Salah won it oh, on Salah won it. Salah wins it, it's fair play. But Son, Hyun Min, I think most underrated player in the league. Did you? Did I think you he doesn't get nearly enough credit. I haven't seen his goal yet, but I assume it was very good because he's a very good player. Yeah, it was outside the box. It was I a think yeah. Goal. I'm always surprised he's not. He's never linked to a move to one of the, you know, title challenging teams. Not just in England in Europe as well. He always seems. He's always seems. Yeah, know, but you got you got to think them, that it's Levy. In charge, so he's going to. It's true, but it's not like, like with Kane. There's always, there's rumours, you know. That at least all these people at least make an attempt. No one's. That we I, know yeah, of I guess. Even I think made. he's probably happy there. He's maybe, kind of maybe. a big fish, not in a small pond. Tottenham aren't a bad team, to be fair, but yeah, he he he, he fits into the team well, and I think he likes living there, and um, he's definitely definitely a joy to watch him in the Premier League. No, he's a very good player, a very likable player. Yeah, absolutely. As Joe mentioned elsewhere in the league, Chelsea beat Watford 2-1. Ross Barkley. Uh, Ross Barkley's last ever action for Chelsea. 
Kennedy played, which was a bit of a shock for me. I forgot he played for Chelsea. I forgot he was even there, yeah, absolutely. Uh, In a a genuine light moment, though, Ben Chihuahua came on for a bit uh, after a return from a nasty injury, so it was good to see him back. It's good to see, absolutely. And he got got probably the biggest cheer of of the game when he came on, so that's always nice to see. It's a good show um, to Southgate that you'll be fit for the World Cup. Exactly, that is true, that is true. Um, yeah, I mean, Chelsea's season has been over for a couple of games now. Um, uh, assuming the new ownership does go through, they've got about a week to, to, to secure it up, but it seems like they are going to. Um, yeah. It'll be a new era for Chelsea. and have to see what sort of transfer window they have, to see who stays, who goes. be very interesting times at the club. Absolutely. And then Watford are... Um, uh, I mean, I think the technical term is complete shit. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they'll be suited to the championship with the, the, the quality of players they have. That's true, so, that's true, I suppose. But I mean, I, I don't know. See if they give Edwards time. But previous records suggest they won't. No, they're worse than Chelsea sacking managers. Oh, they make Chelsea are like the most patient. Women of Ambridge are the most patient person in the world compared to. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. That is true. Especially on the two two actually got some longevity in them. No, I think Tuchel could end up being Chelsea manager for a while. It seems like the new owners aren't the sacking type from what they've done at LA Dodgers. So we'll see what happens. Mm, absolutely, and we've got to touch on the bottom of the league. Unfortunately, for some people, maybe for you. me, <laughs> perhaps me, uh, Burnley do drop down to the championship after I think six or seven years in, in the Premier League. I know a lot of people would be quite happy about that, but I don't know. I won't go into it again, you know, how much I like Dyche. He's not there anymore. But they're going down. It's a new era for Burnley. Do you think Dyche would have kept him up? I mean, it's, it's impossible to say, really, I suppose. But... Honestly, probably not. Uh, I think the, the only chance of them staying up was that uh, when they hired the new manager who, you know, had that uh, run of games where they were winning or at least getting draws and not losing. Um, mm. So it's hard to tell, really. It's hard to tell. But I do think, um, I know we were talking about earlier, Daesh, he definitely deserves a job at a half-decent club. During the, the summer, uh, the winter, maybe, we'll see him. I think, yeah, I think I said to you, by November, who have a job in the Premier League. Absolutely. see him at a Fulham or, I don't know, so club sort of at that sort of level when they inevitably sack their manager at November after a few bad results. And uh, Ten Hag was at Selhurst Park today to watch Manchester United lose 1-0 to Palace. A Zaha goal, he's had a great season, Zaha. But yeah, Zaha goal sunk them. Luckily enough for United, West Ham lost 3-1 to Brighton. West Ham were leading. Um, so good turnaround for Brighton. But yeah, it's going to be a big window for a lot of t- teams, particularly United. Um, I was wondering if he was making notes during the game of who who he wants to get rid of. I think that'll be a long notepad. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> an extensive notepad. <clears throat> yeah, all the best to, to Ten Hag on his busy summer. No, and fair play to Palace as well. I think they've, oh, they've they've sort of finished where they usually finish, but it's been a lot more of a, of a positive atmosphere around that club. Obviously, mm, Patrick mm. Vieira, I think he's done a very good job. They've placed nice football as well. Really nice football to watch. Yeah, yeah they lost they a lot of their players well. at the start of, or the end of last season. Yeah, they, contracts I think so they've basically built an entire new team. And Conor Gallagher, I suppose, is the only one who will leave, who I think will be a Chelsea player next season. But mm. apart from him, they're they're pretty well set for the future, really, if if they wanna if they can keep hold of everyone else, which Absolutely. I imagine that they're not really under any pressure financially to sell, so unless they get stupid offers, I, I think they'll be in a good position next season to, to push on. 
Yeah, they got a lot of young, talented players. As a Elise, um, Zaha still playing really well for them. So, I mean, the future's bright. They're, they're, they're making solid acquisitions, and I, I fully expect that to continue. Also, on Leeds, they've survived by their skin of their teeth. Jesse March has got a lot of work cut out for him from next season. It's going to be a big window uh, for them. We'll see what happens. Yeah, big window for Leeds. Uh, I still think Leeds are sort of, I don't know. I don't know if they played that. They seem to, I don't know, they were out maybe 30% defensively better, but they lost all of their attacking impetus they had under Bielsa. Mm. I don't know if the trade, well, obviously the trade-off probably was worth it because they did stay up in the end, but I think that squad is going to need major maintenance if they're going to survive next season. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Jesse March on the, on the chopping block at some point next season. But yeah. I could be eating my words. Who knows? He's a bit of a weird a weird manager in a way. He didn't do too well at didn't do too well at Leipzig, but maybe this is the sort of level leads. Um yeah, who knows? Who knows? It's got a lot of work to do, regardless. We have also seen some teams move up into the championship actually. Sunderland beat Wickham 2-0 at Wembley to win the, the playoff final and a farewell to Akin Fenwell, which was his last game in professional football. <laughs> Goodbye. No, he's a, he's a good, he's a good guy, isn't he? By all accounts, Akin Fenwell. He is, does yeah, a lot of charity he's a nice well, think, doesn't he? And, and, you know, it's a, it's a great career, you know, he's, he's made, he's 40 he's, years you know, old. a player who shouldn't really have succeeded, but he did. Fair play to him. Can't knock him for that. And he'll have a good post career as well. He's a great entertainer. So it'll be, it will still be on TVs around the country, I'm sure. Definitely. Yeah. All the best for retirement. Adibayu. Let's move on to the DFB, the Deutsche Pokal, which I thoroughly, well, I won't say I enjoyed, but it was a great game. <clears throat> One might not sort of see this fixture and sort of understand the importance of the, the two teams meeting. It was sort of an embodiment of old school versus new school. Uh, in fact, Christian Strike, the uh, Freiburg manager, has been managing for three years longer than Leipzig has ever existed. Ooh, that's a good style. Yeah, it's crazy that. Um, neither team had won the competition before. Leipzig in the recent years making it twice to the final without winning. Leipzig haven't won anything before, have they? Uh, I'm not sure if they won the, the second Bundesliga title. But no, like top, top no, division no, trophies or cups or anything yeah, like that? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it was played at the historic Olympia Stadion, uh, a venue which saw Jesse Owens in 1936 defy Hitler and the Nazis with his salute of solidarity. This season, Freiburg and Leipzig were bitter rivals in the league with only three points separating them at the end of it. Actually, they've got some great players, both teams. Uh, Leipzig, of course, got Christopher Nkuku, a player who won the Bundesliga Player of the Year award over the likes of Lewandowski and Haaland. And he also won uh, four Player of the Month awards. Um, Freiburg has a talented centre-back called Nico Schlotterbeck, uh, who's twice capped by Germany. He's 22 years old, and this was his last game for the club because he's moving to Dortmund on a free. Uh, his brother actually plays for the club as well, Freiburg. Uh, I'll just go through what happened in the game really quickly. In the 19th minute, uh, Maximilian Eggestein scored an excellent low shot. Um, there was a handball in the build-up, but uh, it was deemed non-deliberate. And... Actually, the two players I just mentioned, Schlotterbeck cleared an Unkuku shot off the line shortly after that. And then in the 57th minute, Marcel Hasselberg got a red card, which was definitely correct decision. It was, he took down the attacker, his through on goal. And then in the 75th minute, Unkuku scores a tap in from a set piece. 
Um, and then both sides had a few chances at the end. Uh, Freiburg put twice at the post. And at the end of the game, or almost at the end, uh, Danny, Omo, Danny Olmo was taken down in the penalty box. Although the penalty was not given after VAR uh, review, um, I definitely thought it was a penalty. Uh, it was one of the ones where the defender graces, like touches the ball, but barely makes an impact on it, but still takes the player out. And it was quite funny that uh, like half the bench for Leipzig got yellow carded due to their um, disputes with the referee. I love a bit uh, of bench dispute. It's yeah, one of my favourite things in football when benches just get rationally angry at decisions and all get carded. Absolutely. Uh, and then it went to penalties and Leipzig won f- uh, 4-2 uh, against Freiburg. Christian Gunter and Demirovic missed, unfortunately. Demirovic used to play for Leipzig, so it's a bit of drama there also the drama wasn't over at the end um there was sort of a medical disaster with a what we think now was a photographer who had to have sort of medical support and then there was uh, a delay to the the trophy lifting of about 20 minutes or so and uh you could see like the whole stadium shine of like people's torch is like the phone torches it's sort of a, an act of togetherness sort of matching the ones that you know jesse owen did 80 years before. So that was a nice moment showing that there are some things that are definitely bigger than football. But congratulations to Leipzig getting Champions League football and a trophy. Uh, definitely made their, their season uh, elevated, go from good to, to very good. Uh, but at least for Freiburg, they get Europa League football. So well done to them. Let's move over to, to Italy. Might as well. Milan... I think they finished their game now, but they were winning 3-0. They've won the title. So congratulations to Milan. Uh, it's still actually being played 85th minute, but they're 3-0 up, so I don't think there'll be much of a change. Giroud's no. got two goals. Kessie, a goal. Kessie's off to Barcelona. Uh, it's highly reported. I'm just waiting for the mad comeback now, just to <laughs> just completely eradicate. But no, you're probably right. And it's good to see AC Milan back, back on top. For sure, know. for sure. And they've got a great like, team as well. I, I expect good things on them in the Champions League next season. Tamori as well. Good to see him winning. I'd love to see him play uh, the World Cup for England. Do you think he'll get into the starting eleven, boys? I think he should. But I yeah, think, I think he should. I think he will is a different statement. And I'm, I don't know, I find it odd he hasn't been capped already. Especially when Harry Maguire keeps getting caps. Which perhaps... I know how Maguire plays all for England, and this is, but I feel like you know it was an opportunity there for Tamori to to join in with how well he's playing, and hopefully he does get his chance because he's been he's been fantastic for for Milan. Go on, Jim. Well, I do have a stat for you. I know you do like your stats, Toby. Go on, mate. Um, Tamori, if they do as it stays as it is, he will be the third British person in a row to have won the Serie A. So it was Aaron Ramsey, Ashley Young, and then it will be Tamori. Oh, of course. I forgot Ashley Young was saying tomorrow. Yeah, that was a a weird blip. But that's a good stat, actually. I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah, well done to, to Milan. I'd definitely like to see Tamori in the England team taking over Maguire's place, but you never know with that kind of thing. Inter second, Napoli third, Juventus fourth, so... Mm. Inter won their game 3-0 today or are winning as are well winning, yeah they're winning as well but yeah it's been a good Serie A season by all accounts it's been quite a competitive it has been yeah between of, the two Milan clubs yeah, particularly um, and you sort of Napoli and then you sort of a Juventus in no man's land and then there was a good battle for the, the Europa League and 
Conference mm-hmm. League places, Lazio and Roma getting it. Fiorentina, I think, got the Conference League in the end. Or assuming everything stays as it is, we'll get the Conference League. But yeah, probably the best league in terms of competitive competitiveness, easy to say, this season. Although maybe no, the Premier be. League as well has also been very good. But only yeah, between two agree. clubs. Uh, Venezia dropped down. Genoa and Cagliari, or Cagliari dropped down as well. Um, Genoa being the oldest club in Italy and Cagliari, both of them have been in the in the league for quite a while. So it'd be a little bit of a shock to them. Salonitana making one of the great escapes of the season. Um, no, they almost didn't exist about Christmas time, didn't they? Yeah, that is true. It's uh, the team that Ribery play. plays for. That's, yeah, yeah that's fair play different. to them. Good, great escape. Absolutely. And uh, in Spain, we know sort of who, who the top three are. Madrid, Barcelona. I should say Real Madrid, Barcelona, and then Atletico. Um, I think that was wrapped up a while ago. And also in the Bundesliga, it was sort of wrapped up a while ago, the, the top teams. Um, but Greuther fourth go down with 18 points. Disaster of season for them. Sort of the Norwich of the league. Armini Bielefeld go down as well. And Hertha Berlin are in the relegation playoffs. And they will face Hamburg to see who goes or who remains in the Bundesliga. Uh, in the second Bundesliga, Schalke and Werder Bremen go up in first and second spots. All the teams I mentioned, Hamburg and Schalke and Werder Bremen are all historic clubs. and Massive clubs in Germany. Absolutely. And, you know, sort of, I wouldn't say they deserve to be in the Bundesliga, but, you know, on historic merit, they kind of do. So mm. be big, big season for them next year. Especially Schalke going down was a huge shock because they, they were in the Bundesliga for a, a long time consecutively. So yeah, it'll be interesting to watch the, the Bundesliga next season. In France, PSG won, Marseille second, Monaco third. Uh, Bordeaux, Metz and Saint-Étienne are all in the relegation zone, which is a slight bit of a shock because Saint-Étienne are quite a good team. And Bordeaux as well, actually. But I think that wraps up most of the leagues, uh, at least the main ones. So we can go on to some transfer talk for next season. And while we're on French football, we might as well mention Kylian Mbappe signing a new three-year deal in which it kind of invoked invoked the uh, Spanish FA uh, who want to sue PSG uh, after, after Mbappe signed. <laughs> I he's on, yeah, I did hear about this. He's on, what was it, 14 million a year? Yes. I think after tax. He's so, on a huge amount, yeah. Staying away for himself, isn't he? And um, it's been reported that he can make choices in regards to team selection. and that Yeah, I'll be interested to see how true that is. If that is true, that's mad. And can only end one way, mm. which is disastrously. But it's, it's a strange club. And it seems like it'll be a summer of changes, though, as well at PSG. It looks like Leonardo, the sporting director, is going to leave. Pochettino, I think, will probably Question be, marks. be gone as well. I'd be surprised if he's still the manager. But, I mean, it's mad, isn't it? There's all reports he was going to go to Real Madrid, and it seems like, you know, as, as rich people do to solve their problems, they just threw money, yeah. and in this case, lots of money. At the problem, and it seems to have sold itself. I think. I yeah. think that's why Real Madrid want to sue them because they're saying that they cannot fit in with FFP uh, with this this signing, which does make a lot of sense yeah. in a way because it, it's it's a crazy amount they've they've offered him yeah, for three years as well. It's not it is, it's not a long contract necessarily. Although it's a bit which coming from Madrid, who seem to always offer <clears throat> massive money for players. Yeah, it's, but, uh, yeah, I don't know enough about the, the relative clubs' commercial revenue. Maybe 
pit, which would probably have a massive commercial value. So perhaps they can afford it. But I was in Paris over the weekend. And what are the locals saying about this? uh, Unfortunately, my French (laughs) was too rusty and it was before the (laughs) signing was made. Oh, no. But I did notice when I was in the um, the PSG shop um, Mm. on the Champs de Lis about a week before this, maybe a week and a bit before this. Uh, you go in a shop, there's lots of Messi's, there's a few Neymar's, but there weren't that many Mbappe's. I don't know if that was because everybody was buying it up and hoping that he would stay, or if they'd maybe not got them in stock, but it seems like there's been a full U-turn by the, by the whole club. Yeah, it's definitely a big acquisition, if you like to call it that, or big re-signing. Um, probably the hottest property in the world at the moment, Mbappe, along with Haaland, mm-hmm. so... Well, it's a big L from Real Madrid now because they put all their energy into Mbappe. Yeah, absolutely. And then they didn't get him. And now they've missed out on Haaland as well. So, Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a blunder from... Luckily, they've, definitely... they've already got a very talented striker, so they should still be fine. They'll have to find a new one, though, eventually. Maybe this season they'll have to find a, a long-term replacement. I know a few years, seasons ago they, they signed Jovic, who really hasn't made an impact at Real Madrid. Um, it's, it's really hard to find a player with that kind of potential who probably won't play day in day out for for madrid because mm. you know obviously benzema's quality um and still have a player that improves over time so yeah, a lot of question marks for madrid um i'm sure they'll they'll be fine to be honest they've still got a fantastic team as you mentioned and got a lot of young players like Vinicius and um mm. and tony rudiger joining their ranks today yeah, well Chelsea today so they'll be they'll be fine i'm sure and they've still yeah, got a champions absolutely. league final to, to focus on in the meantime so mm, not long now actually mm. maybe in a way is is better for madrid rather than liverpool because they've were able to rest some of their players off they wrapped up the league earlier possibly so, although liverpool did start without van dyke and salah today which i thought was interesting um, yeah I was a bit didn't matter in the end but they appeared to try and rest players and also at psg di maria announces he's leaving after seven years at the club um, reports that he might go to Juventus. He's 34 at the moment, so who knows? He's still a good player, though. He did score in the, I think it was their 5-0 win against Mets. Mm. Very much um, overshadowed, though, by Messi, other Neymar, players. and Bafé. Yeah, absolutely. He's yeah. not necessarily a starter. Although, you got to, apart from that United sort of blip, he's had a phenomenal career so no, far. Yeah. Fantastic career. Um, and Juventus being interested. Has, I think he's played in Italy, yeah, has he? Or no, he's at Napoli for a bit, wasn't he? Mm, I, I don't think so. Oh, maybe I'm making that up. I think he went from. Oh, maybe you're right. I think he went to Ben from Benfica to Real Madrid. I think you're probably right. You're probably right. But anyway, it'll be good to see him in Syria and see if I'm not sure if he's the sort of player Juventus need. But Juventus's decision making is also perhaps questionable. Yeah, well, they are losing Dybala this season. So I know it won't be a like for like replacement, but interesting to see where he ends up. I think. Spurs seems to be the favourite to, to run him. Obviously, the Conte connection. Also, loves his Italian Serie A players. So. Roma are linked to him, and I think maybe Inter as well. So there's a chance he might stay in in, in Italy. Mm, that's true. Um, see what he wants to do. He's an interesting player, uh, Dybala. I don't rate him that highly. He he's kind of that weird sort of creative player that doesn't have a like a position a position that he excels in. He's sort of like a. Mm, I think he's like a better Philip Coutinho. How I sort of view him, yeah, a little but, bit. You know, not fantastic, like capable of amazing things, but not on a consistent level. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But he's still a um, a good asset to any club. 
That is true. Um, that is true. I think he scored also, a record amount of goals for Juventus as well. Oh, he's up there in their in their all time list. So yeah, did make an impact as well. It seems that Pogba might be going to Juventus as well. Pogba back. back. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's how long have been? How long have been oh, it took one. me weeks to think of that one. <laughs> been brewing that for a while. Oh, all uh, the tabloids are going to be after you. <laughs> yeah, that'd be an interesting one. He's sort of returning to the team that we spent, I think, four years with. Very successful four years. And actually a really, really fantastic team, yeah. if you think about it. I think he'll do. I think it'll be similar yeah. to Lukaku, where he leaves the mm. Premier League and has a bright future in Serie A. I don't think well, like Lukaku, bit... who'll come back and have a trash no. season. But we'll see no. what happens. Yeah, it's a little bit slow of a league. Um, so, mate, Sue is sort of abilities and he likes to be on the ball a lot. So, that's true, that's true. apparently, he turned down and moved to Manchester City, which would have been interesting. I don't know how much they were interested, though. How realistic they made an offer, apparently. Apparently, the yeah. offer was legit, but he turned it down. Yeah, maybe he just wants to get out of England. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's probably fair. Than... He's probably fed up of the English press, if nothing else. Yeah, absolutely. Roman Berkey, the Dortmund keeper, is off to St. Louis. Uh, for 2023, it's the new expansion team in the MLS. Um, they've also signed another designated player who I've never heard of before. So good luck to them. Uh, <laughs> new MLS teams always do really poorly. So it will take them, will take them a couple of seasons. Yeah, stars David Beckham. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, we've seen uh, Charlotte FC was the most recent one. Um, Christian Fuchs is the captain there, Premier League winner. They're sort of finding their season a bit rough, but everything got to give it time uh, as I said earlier Schlotterback is moving to Dortmund from Freiburg Freiburg actually replacing him with someone you might be familiar with Matthias Ginter who oh, does ring a bell yeah he used to play for Freiburg but he also played for Gladbach and I want to say Dortmund as well um, yeah, he's quite good centre back and uh, also Sula is going from, to Dortmund from Bayern Munich that's quite a big big move that's a big move but um, yes, normally it's the other way around. But mm, absolutely, Which yeah, good good signing. Mm. I think that wraps up the transfer talk of all the the confirmed ones so far. But we'll keep you updated as as the podcasts go on. Uh, Joe, you wanted to do a little around the world in eighty plays. Yes, yeah, I did. Um, so I wanted to focus on a local club to us, uh, Dorkin Wanderers. They've had a very short but very successful history. So they were founded in 1999 and they currently play down Dorkin High Street in the Meadow Grove Bank, Stadium, Meadow Bank Stadium. Um, they... So they played yesterday and they won their get their playoff game 3-2 to get into the National League. And I th- think they're just a very good story. They've risen from almost nothing in 20 years to basically the fifth tier of English football. And they, yeah, they're having a successful, successful seasons and they don't really stay in one tier too long and... Their, some of their players they have are League 2 and League 1 players. They've played there in the past. And yeah, their top goal scorer scored 32 goals this season. And yeah, they just look to be dominating every single league they go into. And I think they've been a bit... They've got into playoffs. They haven't won everyone dominantly. But 
yeah, they've got through on goal difference and playoffs and winning playoffs. But this is their actual their second time going for the playoffs. They got to they got seconds last season in the National League South, but lost in the playoff final. Um, so they managed to do it again and actually win this time. So it'd be good to see them in the National League, see how they get on. One of their players that many people would know his brother is Connor Gallagher. His brother, Dan mm-hmm. Gallagher, plays centre-back for Dorking. They signed him from Leverhead, United, Leverhead FC. Um, and their top goal scorer was Alfie Ruddlesford with 32 goals and 37 appearances this season. He's he's actually a rising star of this squad, only 23, but he's played he's played three seasons in the National South League, so he will be one to watch for them as well. But I've done a full breakdown of Dorking Wanderers, which will be on the Pitchsider website when this podcast goes up. So mm. definitely worth a read if you are into your non-league football. And if you want to just expand your knowledge of uh, one of the teams coming up i've also got a good fact about uh, dorking wanderers their founder is their owner is their manager and has been since they've started uh i think it's a guy called mark wright yes yeah it's which is quite interesting that's quite interesting wonder how many half an ass replicated fair play to them and uh, they're big rivals of the team me and joe support lebed yes um, so let's not be too happy <laughs> but it be, it's good for the it's good for Dorkin actually, um, which local, as I said, is local to us, and yeah, it's it's good for that team. It's good for the local area to have a national league team and hopefully one day league two team. That's a good point. There's there's not really a, a decent team in Surrey, which is where we live. Uh, I think is Crawley in Surrey or is that Sussex? I'm not sure, um, but that might be the biggest. Team Sutton, local league to us. Maybe? Sutton, actually, yeah, Sutton, that's a good point. Sutton mm. in League Two at the moment. So, yeah, I think Sutton is <clears throat> yeah. classed as London, though. So they're more of a London team. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll claim it. We'll claim it. <laughs> <laughs> Got nothing else. But yeah, um, check out the uh, article. It'd be called The Rise of Dorking Wondrous FC. Super. Look stay forward tuned to it. But anyway, that's been a great episode. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Remember to check us out on the Twitter, which is the Pitch Slider, on Instagram, which is also the Pitch Slider. Also check our website, which is also the Pitch Slider.com. Uh, <laughs> it's very easy. All you have to do is type in the Pitch Slider. Um, you can't go wrong. Anyway, thank you for listening. Have a great week, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>